0: secret
1: place Amen just want to welcome everybody to this meeting and i want us to know that god's presence is here let us pray everlasting father we thank you for the grace to meet once again in your presence this evening thank you for how you have been our protection our our guide our guiding light oh god thank you for how you've been our grace our healer when we were sick. Thank you for how you helped us make the right decision. Your Holy Spirit you in our hearts. We spot the right way to us, uh, to the right path to follow. We say it out glorified in Jesus' name. We thank you for how you have provided for us food, clothing, and shelter. And your mercies that are new every morning. Thank you for the snow that you allow to fall in North Carolina. We say it out glorified in Jesus' name. We thank you for... Every good thing you have done for us, Lord, we appreciate you each of days. Even as we want to um, start this Bible study, we invite your presence here. We ask that you will come and speak to us, Lord. You know where we are, each of us. I don't know where everybody else is, but I know where I am, oh God, in my spiritual growth and walk with you. We ask that you please since we know where we all are, that you would give us the word that pertains to our situation and our level of faith, oh God. The word that will make us move forward and closer to you and closer to becoming the express image of Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask that you please, Lord, speak to our hearts this word today in Jesus' name. Lord, let us not live here the same way we came, oh God, but let us live, oh God, with your power more increased in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ let us live, you oh God with more of your anointing oh God with more of your grace and your mercies and more of your nature o Lord in the name of Jesus and let us drop at your feet everything that doesn't look like you every every weight of sin that easily besets us every um attitude that is not of you every deeds of the flesh that we need to kill and mortify. help us to drop them at your feet today oh God And let your power of God that is still, Lord, change everybody's life, everybody that is listening, Lord. Receive the glory because you are faithful, God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. So I thank you for um, joining today's Bible study. And I see that Tameka is on the line. Hi, Tameka. Can you hear me? Okay, never mind. Um, if you can hear me, that's, that's all right. You can just like signify like, give a thumbs up or, or wait or everything is fine. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. So, without wasting too much time, we have one hour to sit down at God's feet and study His Word. We're going to go into the hymn right now and this blessed assurance Jesus is
2: mine. And I
1: will share my screen as we sing together.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure I Jesus is mine, the one who falls is of glory divine, the salvation, purchase of God. this is my song, praising my Savior, all the day All is at rest. I am my savior. I'm happy and blessed. Watching and waiting. Looking out. Yeah, this is, the this yeah, is my story. This, this is. is my story. This is my story. This is my story. This is my story. Oh, this is my in my Oh, this is my Oh, you
1: oh, oh, you yeah. oh, oh, Amen. Praising our Savior all the long is our story and our song. Praising God all the day long is our story and our song. The first line of the hymn was saying that, um, Blessed assurance Jesus, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And I I don't know if you've heard this before, but being a Christian means actually living in heaven while you're on earth. So being a Christian means having eternal life, even while you're on earth, having a foretaste of glory divine while you're on earth. So our prayer is that, Lord, as we have given our lives to you, oh God, help us to start enjoying heaven here on earth enjoying praises to you, enjoying worship, enjoying studying your word and sitting at your feet and learning from you, because that is all we'll be doing when we get to heaven. And we'll have abundance, so we'll not have to worry about what we eat or sicknesses or what we'll wear or protection, because we here on earth, we are being protected by God. We are being safe and secured in God. So, if you don't feel like you're enjoying heaven on earth right now, just Keep praying and asking God, Lord, help me to have eternal life, even here on earth. And what is eternal life? Eternal life means knowing God and Jesus whom he has sent. And that is what um, eternal life is essential. Yeah, so I want to welcome you to the Bible study. Really appreciate your time, Tamika. Today, we will be running off Elijah by the grace of God. And last meeting, we read um, First Kings chapter 18, how there was a contest at Mount Carmel and um, the children of Israel were no longer worshiping God and God wanted to bring them back to himself. And so he, he first of all, drew their attention by sending no rain upon the earth. He withdrew rain from them and they were, Obviously, their gods failed them, right? Their gods could not undo what God has done, uh, what God did on the land, right? So their, God failed, their gods failed them and they were there still no rain, in this no rain situation. But when after about three years, God was ready to send the rain upon the land. So he sent Elijah to go to the people of Israel to tell them that oh, I am ready to send rain upon the land, but before that, I will do a contest between me and your gods. And I want to know, I want you to know how powerless your gods have been, they've not been able to undo the no rain situation that I caused on this land, and yet you still worship these gods. Why? And God, um, started a contest between himself and the other gods where, um, they were asked to kill two bulls and the God that sends fire on the bull will be the real God. And we saw how the, the people of Israel's God, that's the Baal or Ashtaroth or whatever they called the, the name of their God, they called the name of their God and their God wasn't able to send fire on the dead animal. But when Elijah raises his hands up to heaven and called the name of God Jehovah Jehovah sent fire from heaven and consumed the dead animal. And that was the sign that God is greater than every other God. And even today, if you are expecting to see God in a situation and you you sincerely come to him and ask him for a sign, he will honor that um, request and show you his great power and show you that he's with you and show you that he has forgiven you. And that is um, what God is able to do. And some people say, "Why does God not come openly to the world and tell everyone that He is God?" Maybe there should be like a sign, burning fire in the sky, and say, "Ah, you're God. You don't want to worship me? Why? Why didn't you know?" God came in form of a human being, the way you would like to come, and Jesus, but. People of the earth, they crucified him at that time. And the truth is that even if God came in our generation, he would still come, He would still need to come in every generation because the next generation would be like, you saw the, that sign in the sky. I didn't see that sign in the sky. I want to see that sign before I believe in God. But God prefers people to seek him because he hides himself, according to Isaiah 45, he hides himself. And he wants his children to seek him, to humble themselves and seek him. And then they will find him because he wants people that want to serve him in truth, in spirit and in truth, not just the crowd. Because if he shows a sign in heaven, both the sinners and the people that are not sincere will come and worship him. And that is not the kind of worship he wants. He wants the people that want to worship him to be sincere and humble themselves and find him. And he he will reveal themselves Sorry, he will reveal himself to them whenever he, whenever they come to him to seek him, and that is um, just an introduction to today's um, summary. We're gonna, we already done with Elijah, and we'll be moving forward to the next, um, to the next topic. But I just want to read the notes that I have here about Elijah, chapter eighteen. So God told Elijah what he wanted to do. But when Elijah goes to tell the people, he doesn't say the Lord. So these are things that I wrote while I was reading 1 Kings chapter 18. So I noticed a pattern of faith in Elijah's life that when Elijah told told them about the rain, um, told them that rain was now coming, he so God told Elijah that he would send rain. But when Elijah wanted to bring the news to them, he said, go and have a good meal for I hear uh, mighty rainstorm coming. That's 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41. So Elijah had so much faith in God that even he believed God's word so much that God's word became his own words and said, and he said, a rain is coming. of him to say, that says the Lord, God is going to send a rain upon the earth. That's a kind of another level of faith that we need to get to, because if if um um a situation of doubt might arise, such that it's better to say some people that do not do not have like strong faith in God would rather say the Lord said He will send rain, so maybe if it doesn't happen, you can blame the Lord because you get like you can blame the Lord. He said it. I don't know why it's not happening. But Elijah's faith was strong enough that he did not say the Lord said. He just said there will be rain because he knows that when God says, it will come to pass. So that's another like level of faith there, where you take the Lord's word for your word and say, since God has said it, I can as well just say it will come to pass. And that is great. I pray that God will help us to reach that level of faith in Jesus' name. So, um So so the level of faith where God told us something and we already act like it's going to happen. And that's awesome. So the next point I want to share with us today is um, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1. In verse 1, God told Elijah that, go to Ahab, the king of Israel. I am going to send rain soon. Even though God said he was going to send rain soon upon the earth, And God instructed Elijah to do the contest. After the contest, and God won the contest. After that, Elijah still had to pray earnestly for the rain to start, for the rain to begin. In 1 Kings 18, 41 to 44, Elijah had to pray, and he put his head between his two knees. And he looked up to him, and, and he prayed, he bowed his head down. And then he prayed and prayed, God, send the rain now. God, send the rain now. So we still have to pray about God's promises towards us. So when God give, gives us a word or an assurance that he would bless us, that he will make us great, he will make us a vessel unto honor, he will use us mightily for his work, we still have to pray that God's promise upon our life will come to pass. We have to ask God for it. We have to be interested in that promise and pray that it should come to pass and say amen to that promise. So our part is to actually have faith and pray that God's promise to us would come to pass. Because I was wondering why Elijah still needed to pray because God already promised them that he was going to stop the drought and send rain. But God promised that and Elijah still went ahead to pray. And so um, Elijah, instructed Aab to um, go and run into the city because rain, it, the rain was going to start after Elijah servant had checked the sky seven times. And when he checked the sky seven times, he saw like a tiny cloud. And he was like, oh, that's the sign I want. And so that just signals that rain was about to start. And so I just want to read the ending here. Before I read the commentary in the books, so I'm reading first Kings chapter 18, verse um, forty-four. So finally, the seventh time, he seven told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, Hurry to Heab and tell him to get into his chariot and get down the mountain, or he'll be stopped by the rain. And 45 says, And sure enough, the sky was soon black with clouds, and a heavy wind. Brought a terrific rainstorm. Ahab left hastily for Jezreel. And the Lord gave special strength to Elijah so that he was able to run ahead of Ahab's chariot to the entrance of the city. So Ahab even ran ahead of Ahab. Sorry, Elijah ran ahead of Ahab's chariot to the entrance of the city. And they were expecting the rain. And I I don't know what I don't I'm not sure about this part, but um, Elijah. Some people, some, some men of God I've heard said that Elijah had to run ahead of Ahab, so that Elijah would tell the people exactly what happened at Mount Camel so that Ahab will not distort the story and say. um, Jehovah did not really read about 1 yet, but I, I don't know why Elijah was made to run ahead of Ahab, but we still keep praying about interpretation to that part. So let me share my screen now as I read the commentary.
0: Okay.
1: Almost there, okay, Okay. I'm sharing my screen now. So the commentary of um, Elijah's story is here. So Elijah's authority and power were a direct result of his intimate functional relationship with the Lord. So that relationship is a very interesting relationship. In the New Testament, there was a part that says that Elijah was a man like us. And yet, God gave him special powers. He could call down fire. He could could say with his mouth through the power of the Holy Spirit that there will not be rain in this land and there won't be rain. He could stop the rain. He could start the rain. He was fed um, by a raven. He, He was a man like us. So we have the potential to have this power. And that's my prayer that God give me power. Give me anointing. And this power can be given to anybody that God chooses. So Elijah was a man like us, but because of his intimate relationship with God, God gave him power. God delivered power unto his hand. So let me keep reading. As the Lord lives before whom I stand was always his declaration. As the Lord lived before whom I stand. This means that Elijah was always before God. He was always in the presence of God. So, looking through the scriptures, Elisha and Micah took after his steps in in this regard. They were men who always stood before the presence of the Lord. When you pursue the knowledge of God, you have access unto God's message for men. The knowledge of God brings authority into a man's life, and through him, and 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 okay, sorry. The knowledge of God brings authority into a man's life and through him brings punishment upon the backsliding people around. This is really, really interesting because when you are very close to God, you are in the position of being an ambassador for God. God's power on earth. And that's what God wants. That's why God will not appear in the sky or or do like a work, a miraculous work. In, in public. He wants to do it through us. God will not work through us. God will not work through God will not work except through us except through human beings just like you cannot see like, um, devil's power except through human beings so it's like a context of good and evil and they have to use human beings to manifest so do you want to submit yourself to God to use you or submit yourself to the devil to use you When you say people are enemies, right? The devil in people makes them become enemies, right? So, but God in people makes them become a blessing to other people. And God can use people to bring punishment upon other people and can use people to bless other people. And and the truth is that if if we don't submit ourselves to God to, to use us, Even though we don't submit ourselves to the devil, the devil will just automatically smash us because it just, that's how it works. If you don't submit to the God that is right, the God that is left just snatches the person. And so people do not say, oh, devil, come into me. No, you don't even need to do that. Once there is a void, once God is not in a person, the devil automatically just snatches that person. So boldness also comes through the knowledge of God. And then the next topic is John the Baptist. And we'll be studying that next book, My Gospel. But we still have about 35 minutes on this call. So my question right now is, do you have a question or a comment or something to add to um, the Bible study today? And so, I have a question I do have with as far as when you're um, asking God, hold on one second, any specific gifts, or do you have a feel for what God wants you to do and then ask Him to make it known to you? How do you go about when you asking God for a certain anointing or certain gift? Awesome. That's a good question. How do you know God's will for your life? How do you know the decision to make? How do you know God's purpose for your life? How do you even know the voice of God? Those questions are really important in Christianity. And I don't have all the answers, but I will just tell you what I know and what I have had, um, I've learned along the way. My prayer for this year is that God should help me to know the difference between his voice and my mind talking to me. And when I kept praying that prayer and praying that prayer, well, this is what I heard. You would know how I sound, you know my voice when you stay with me a lot, right? So I'm like, okay. So God said that I will know his voice if I stay with him, I spend time in his presence. So if I spend time in his presence, and keep reading his word and praising him, he starts to speak to me and I start knowing his voice. And when I hear his voice, the next time I hear his voice, I will recognize his voice. So we we can hear God's voice and his will for our lives and his answers to the decisions that we want to make when we spend time sitting down at his feet and knowing him. When we spend time, they call something quiet time. But even more, a quiet time, like have more time to talk to God in prayer, have more time to talk to God in, in worship and reading his word, asking questions and wait for the answer. And when we do so, we would hear him speak to us and we'll be like, is that me or is that you? And as we continue to sit down at God's feet and fellowship with him, he starts getting clearer. We start seeing that, oh, this was not my idea. That means this is God speaking to me. So that is how we get to know God's will for our life. And God's will is so beautiful and it's so great that once you know it, it's it changes your life entirely. And that is why it is a treasure which you have to seek for. You can't just get it or some, you can just pray for some pastor to tell you what it is. The pastor will tell you something, but you don't know if it's truly what God wants for your life. And you can do like a crash course to get the will of God for your life or the answer to a decision because when you make the right decision, it affects your life positively. It can tell it can differentiate you from going in the wrong direction and from you going in the right direction. It's really important to know God's will for your life. And if we find that out by staying in God's presence, even me, I have to like find time to sit down in God's presence and He understand, know the difference between His voice. And my mind or devil's voice. And usually when, when we want to make a decision, God, another way to know God's will for our lives is reading the word of God. When you when you read, um, when you read stories or records in the Bible about someone that has been in that situation where you were, there are so many examples in the Bible. When you read them, the, the stories that relate to your life then you know the decision to take because someone in the Bible has been in that situation or has taken that step before. There's nothing new the sun, that is not in the word of God. I was reading, there was something that happened in the news and I was like, why are people so wicked? And then it was in the book of Job and it says that um, the wicked man will seize the child of the poor Until he pays his debt. And that happened clearly before my eyes. So a lot of things are in the scripture that are not new to God, but they might be new to us. And from there we would know the will of God. So the first thing I mentioned, how do you know the will of God? How do you know your purpose in life? How do we hear from God from God? How do you ask for a sign from God? So the first thing I mentioned is always be in his presence. When, he, when you are in his presence and you're reading your word, reading his word, he can whisper to you, like that thing you're trying to make a decision on, this is what you should choose. That's one, step one. Always be in his presence. The second step is always read the word of God because there can be an example in the Bible that would like expose to you what, um, what the answer is to your question or the, what the, the right decision is to the step you're about to take. Then the third thing is um, so the first thing is that always um, be in God's presence. Always reward. The third thing is that ask explicitly. Ask God. God. pray, Go to God in prayer. I have this decision I'm about to make. What is your will? Are you saying yes or no? Or give me a sign. So you, when you ask God in sincerity to give you a sign, he would give you a sign. He would he would give you a sign. you would whisper to your heart. Recently, I've had to make a decision, and I said, "God, should I, um, should I um, do this, and or just not do anything?" And He was like, "Just do what you want to do and go with the flow. If I don't like it, out, I'll, I'll stop it." <laughs> he said, "I should do what I want to do." What I had was like be at peace and go with the flow that's what i heard so so far what i want to do is not a sin so far what i want to do brings glory to god and even if i don't know if i should do it or not god has told me to go with the flow and do what i want to do so i had peace concerning that and if it was not his will he would like he would stop it that's what he said so the, the first, how to hear God's voice, how to know, make a decision. One, always stay in God's presence. Always stay in God's presence. Always stay in God's presence and always maintain the presence of God. Find time to stay in God's presence. Find time to read God's word. So step one. Always find time to fellowship with God, pray, sing to God, praise God. Step two, read the word of God because the word of God might contain the answer to the decision you're about to make. Many people made decisions in the Bible and the word of God might contain the answers to the decision you're about to make. Then the third one is ask God explicitly, give me a sign on what, is, what I should choose if I'm about to choose between two um, decisions. And an example of a Bible story is Gideon. Gideon was a timid boy, um, a timid child of God, and he was an Israelite, an Israelite, and the Israelites were slaves under um, a group of people. I think the I forgot, maybe the Midianites or something. So they were under suppression. Whenever they plant and want to invest, these people will come with their soldiers and take everything. Very sad situation. And the Israelites always starved and they didn't have enough to eat. And and that was a punishment because they were worshiping other gods. But every time God will raise a judge to defeat the people that were their oppressors. So this time God went to Gideon when he was threshing, he was just a farmer trying to thresh wheat in a in the barn or something. And the angel of God said, "You are the judge I'm going to raise to lead my people to war against these enemies." <laughs> and he was like, "No, I'm not the one because I don't even know how to fight, who am I? I'm just I'm, I, I don't even have muscles." So he said, "If is if I'm really seeing an angel, if you are really talking to me right now if I'm not dreaming, can you do something for me? I'm going to put this cotton wool, this piece of wool outside." make rain to fall on just the piece of wool but let it not fall anywhere else and then gideon went to bed and came and woke up the next day and behold there was no rain but the piece of wool was wet so he was like "Hmm." and maybe he thought in his mind that maybe someone dipped that wool in water (laughs) so he said oh wait angel of god just this one time I'm going to do another test. I'm going to put this wool outside. Let it be that rain will fall on the whole, dew will fall on the whole ground except on the piece of wool. And so dew fell on the whole ground when you woke up the next day except that piece of wool. And it was like, okay, God, since you are the one that asked me to do this, to go to battle against this um, um, war, to go to war against our enemies, give me the strength and help me to give me the boldness. And God gave it to him. And that was like how he got a sign from God on what to do about um about that situation. So if you want to make a decision, um, these are the things that you could do. And I hope I answered your question, Tomeka. Yes. Yeah. So we all are trying to hear from God. We're trying to differentiate his voice. It would be so easy if we had like a telephone number to like call him and just, and he would answer. But we have to spend time in his presence in order to hear his plans for our lives. And when we get it, that is goal. We have struck goal working is through for our lives. Uh, At this point, I want to welcome two other people that have joined us. I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate your time. Ayo, thank you so much for joining, and Nadia. So I don't know what happened with the Zoom setting. It's always doing this. Not always doing this. This is the second time I've done this in many years. So um, I set it for three hours and now it's saying we have five minutes left. I don't know why. (laughs) So we'll just bring this um, meeting to a close very soon, but I want to ask if you have any questions. From what we are studying or what you, the little you cut. Are you on Nadia?
2: Okay, so I don't have any question. I think I came in late. Hi everyone. Um, yeah, so good to have, to be here actually. Moving the time to five to six works at least for now, because I'm in, yeah, because I'm on Eastern time zone for the time. So, um, yeah, that was something good. And then, um, just to purchase your point about the old hearing from God, I mean, um, a lot of times, oh, this season is a season of um, vision board and all that um, new year shenanigans or new year, so a lot of times we really want to hear God and... Um, sometimes when people say, Oh, like I, I I heard God speak to me this way. I mean, what I've realized over the years is everybody's journey is different. Your personal relationship differs. I mean, the way God speaks to you might be true dreams, and mm-hmm. to me it might be true, um, a very strong conviction. But like you said, I think um abiding in his presence, studying his word, praying, um, yeah, has been the way to go. And Gideon, the story of Gideon that you shared has always spoken to me personally so a lot of times I always ask for specific signs but then again sometimes I am like am I not testing God like what if you say um, Jesus should fall on it doesn't fall on it does that really mean that um he doesn't want you to go ahead with that step or whatever you're asking him for so I guess that's the point I still want some clarification on yeah but so far so good thank you
1: Okay, thank you so much. I don't know if I'm, I can um, increase this meeting time or I might just give us another meeting in the in the Zoom, in the WhatsApp, but let me just try. You can you hear me? Everybody hear me? Yes. Awesome, yeah. Oh, so we still have 15 minutes more. So yeah, that is like, Like I went to a conference and they were like, do not play with the fleece test because they call it the Gideon's test, the fleece test, where um you ask God for a sign. Like, for example, um, is this is this my um is this my husband? And then you, you put two people's picture in front of God, and then if you, you tell God, God, this is my husband, let him wear a yellow shirt and come to the front of my door with a yellow shirt today. But if he's not my husband, we will let him wear a green shirt. You know, all this, um, that, that test, I, it, honestly, sometimes God does not honor it. And it looks like, like a shortcut for people that do not have a relationship with God. So I believe if you have a relationship with God, the Holy Spirit will direct you to do a police test or not, or uh, similar to Gideon's test. Because God honors, um, God understands our hearts. He knows our hearts. He knows like our, if we are honest about it, God might honor it. But if we're not honest about it, God will not honor it. So I I think that is what I've used over over the years. I think that's what God that that is what I've used over the years. I think there was a time that I did something. I said, God, show me a sign that you are with me. If I win this, if I win this competition, then I I know that you are with me. If I don't win, then I know you're not with me. When I know that I'm, I know that God is with me, right? Just because I want to win the competition, right? So I say, God, if I win this competition, then I know that you're with me. I didn't win that competition and God is still with me. Do you get that kind of thing? So I was not sincere about that. I really wanted to win. So I was tying like God's presence to to a competition. When I, I know that before I got the result of the competition, God blessed me. God answered other prayers that I I prayed. God, um, God was speaking to me. So God was obviously with me and still I did not like win the competition. So it just showed that when we are sincere, sincere with the request, when we are very sincere, we really want to know God's mind. He will actually like give us the sign. I don't know whether the example helped. Yeah. And and I also said dreams. Dreams. Um, dreams are ways that God tells us his will. In Job, he said um, the Bible says, okay, let's read it because I'm really, I really prefer reading the word of God to anything else. I think someone said to read the chat. Yes, that helps. Okay. Thank you, Lion. So, um, wait, wait, wait. um, God speaks to us through dreams. wounds. So, and that will be Job chapter 30, 33, verse 15 to 18. So, I don't know if you can read, if anybody on the line can read for us. Now. Tamika is not here. Sorry, not Tamika. Nadia is not here. So I'll just try to forward the link to her. Maybe she. We have forwarded the link to her. So let me read. Let me read for us. Job 33, 15 to 18. So Job 33 15 to 18 says that, let's start from 14. It says, For God speaks again and again in dreams, in visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on men as they lie on their beds. He opens their ears in times like that and gives them wisdom and instruction, causing them to change their minds and keeping them from pride. And warning them of the penalties of sin and keeping them from falling into some trap. So God, it's it's really, this this verse of the Bible is, is really interesting because it shows that God is actually warning us of a lot of things through dreams and visions. So this shows that God can speak to us about one, wisdom, giving us wisdom and instruction for that decision you are trying to make you can you could have a dream that you something happened yes this is another example i wanted to i was back in nigeria and i wanted to study for my masters abroad and i didn't have any money so what i did was to ask some rich person my uncle ish not related by blood that can he give me some money to study abroad and he was like doesn't have money but he would try he would try to do something in fact he would even try to do something for me and in the in the night I had a dream that I should not collect money from that man and that is not how God is going to um, give me my masters or sponsor my masters and it was funny because I was very scared to call the man in the first place and the, it was a successful call the man had already promised me To to sponsor my master, so why would I have this dream about this man? I was, what I just humbled myself and said, God, I thank you because you are directing me. And I'm not going to call the man to follow up on the the promise, and I'm not going to like, I'm even going to delete the man's number because the dream was too terrible. It was too, it was too bad. And so that was what happened. So God speaks to us through dreams. To give us wisdom about the decision and i thank god because at the end god's will was done in my life and i got the master's degree without that man and i believe that i got a master's degree in the way that god wants me to get it with god's will so that is a very important one that i always so job 33 three also says that um god gives us wisdom through our dreams instruction causing us to change our minds. So I changed my mind um, when I was about to make that decision and keeping them from pride. God, there's so many times that God would tell us to, re- to behave, to change the way we behave through dreams. I, so, there, there are so many times that God has actually instructed me. I the, I, the, I have so many examples about this keeping from pride through dreams. Um, and God has helped me to keep me humble through dreams. So one in them of the penalties of sin, God could make you dream a scary dream. If, for example, if you're falling into sin or you're you are committing sin and he loves you, you're a child of God, he doesn't want you to go to hell. So he would, he would show you the penalty of sin. So I'm still reading Job 33, verse 17 and 18. And keeping them from falling into some trap God might warn you, we have heard people say that they were about to travel by air and then they saw a very terrible dream and it was from God. And when they they had a strong conviction to obey that dream and not to travel and when they they obeyed, they heard that there was a plane crash and they, they, were, they were almost died. But dreams, we have to, it, it's still subject to our relationship with God. And it's subject to how we live our lives. If we are just random people, we can see any dream. But if we if we are always in God's presence and reading His word and praying, we will see we will, the, we will see correct dreams, not wrong dreams that will mislead us. Because the devil also manipulates us. Dreams are a, a byproduct of everything, all the activities we've been thinking about in the day. So sometimes God uses the dream to show us vision. Sometimes our subconscious mind also roams about and just shows off some dumb, nasty stuff. So we have to have the spirit of God to discern. Is this dream true or is this dream correct? Is this dream from God? You still need that spirit of God. You still need the ability to discern. Like I had a dream. I was going to a conference in California, paid for everything is okay. Um, um, Hotel, flight, everything. But it was too impromptu. I didn't know I was going to travel. And I didn't even know it was eight hours. I thought it was two hours. So it was just, I was so scared. And then I had a dream that the plane crashed and then crashed into everywhere, and everything was so terrible. And when I woke up, I told my husband the dream, and he was like, You're going to California, I'll pray for you because you are afraid. That's why you dreamed that dream. And then, throughout the plane, I was just praying, throughout the flight, I was praying, and then I got there safely, I came back safely. So that was. Like somebody that doesn't have the spirit of God, we hear that warning and miss the conference, miss everything and nothing will happen. Nothing bad was supposed to happen. So dreams, instincts, everything depends on where you are. If you are in the presence of God, your instinct will be right. If you are in, not in the presence of God, if you are always on social media or always um, reading some other things that is not the Bible, listening to worldly music, the devil can manipulate the dream to make individual a person miss opportunities that would be beneficial to their life so everything boils down to um being in god's presence and i pray that god will help us to enjoy his presence be in his presence pray read the word sing to him 2022 is our year of singing praises to god sing praises to god one hour while cooking while cooking your meal while doing um, doing something that does not require um, you to listen or speak, right? While doing something with your hands or while folding your clothes or sweeping. You can sing to God. Don't just waste that time um, being quiet. You can sing, put on the music and then sing to God and worship him truly. Don't sing absent-minded. Psalm says that sing with understanding understand who you're praising you're praising the almighty god he has thousands and thousands and millions of angels that are praising him but he just wants us to join them and praise him he, he, he even will i don't know if he does this but he values our praises like tune down the angels praises and like who is that person singing from the earth so i think that he 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 rejoices in our praises that's that's what the Bible says he rejoices in our praises, which means that for him to hear our praises, he silences the angels' <laughs> praises in order for him to hear. Or maybe I'm just imagining him wrong. He he might be he might be someone that can hear every kind of noise at the same time, not like human beings that need to actually reduce one volume to hear another volume. You know, God is awesome. We don't know how he hears, maybe he hears different sounds at, at the same time. So Let's just praise this awesome God, amen. This is like six, almost six o'clock, two minutes. Um, Do we have any questions or contribution before we pray? Any other questions or contribution? Okay, let me take that as a no. I guess we cannot talk earlier, okay. I want us to pray for the word that we've just heard. Okay, thank you, Ayo. The word that we've just heard. God loves each and every one of us. He has a different, unique, beautiful plan for our lives. And the best thing is for you to fulfill that plan, that purpose. It's different from my plan. My plan is different. Your plan is unique to you and is the best for your life. God's plan for you is unique to you. It's the best for your life. And you must not miss that plan. Because that is where you have joy. If I have your plan, I might not have joy. If you have my plan, you might not have joy. But your own plan is what God has for you. And in order for us to know this plan, we need to stay in this pray. God, help me to find time to stay in your presence. Sit at your feet and worship you and praise you. And not just um, read the Bible just because we want to cram the verses, but because we want to know more about you. We want to know more about you from your word. And we want to maintain your presence. Lord, help us to find time, oh God, to stay in your presence, to worship you, to, to be with you, to sing to you, to fellowship with you. Help us to find time, oh God, so that we can recognize your voice. We can interpret our dreams correctly. We can interpret the vision. We can hear to the warnings you have for us not to be proud, delivering us from evil. Just shh. Help us to find time to stay with you and help us to enjoy it. Help us to enjoy spending time with you in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you because you have done this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Lastly, I want us to intercede for other people. Um, Our Prayer Group is a group where we strengthen each other and we also intercede for other people. Girls that don't know God, women that are under domestic violence, um, bondage of domestic violence, that they are in bondage of depression, people that are suicidal. All these people are people that we have been called to pray for because the truth is that Jesus is the solution, is the answer. I don't want to go into deep things right now, but Jesus is the answer. A problem shared is half solved. So when you share your problem with the therapist, you just solve that problem halfway. Jesus will solve the problem fully right? So when you share your problem with other people, therapists, psychologists, that's good, that's not, but it's half-solved, that's what people say. But talking to Jesus about your problem, you would want to relieve the burden, the same thing you do in your therapist's office, you relieve the burden of whatever you are, you are, you, you, you want, whatever concern and worries is in your mind, then Jesus will also solve your problem with his power. So it will be fully solved. The problem will be fully solved. And all these people, they don't, they don't have anybody to tell them. There are billions of people all over the world. So let's pray today for people that are suicidal, they are depressed, they are sick, they are hungry. They don't have Jesus in their life. That God will please reveal Jesus to them. God will connect them with Christ. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. But I will pray for those people all over the world that are depressed, in one bondage or the other, and addicted to sex, addicted to drugs, Molested, suicidal, depressed, Lord, that you have your way today, O oh God. We hide ourselves behind the present the that seed for this one so God. That your power, O oh God, will release your presence up to their lives, would introduce them to Jesus. We help them to find Jesus and you reveal yourself to them, O oh God, so that they can be saved, so that they will not be destroyed, so that depression and suicide will not take them to hell, so that they will not keep suffering in that evil situation, oh God, we ask that you please, oh God, reach out to these ones, oh God, and save their souls, oh God. Heal the sick, and let their healing bring salvation to their souls, God. We thank you because you have done this, in Jesus' mighty name, pray. amen. So I thank everyone on the line. I will just bless our week. Our week now. Um, Everlasting Father, we thank you for Ayo, Santa Meka. Thank you for Nadia that joined earlier, but um, had to be somewhere else. We ask that you would bless us all in Jesus' name. Everything we are looking unto you for, every good thing in life, physical blessings, and able spiritual blessings, oh God, everything that you are rich in, oh God, we ask that you grant it unto us in Jesus' name. Lord, these women that have come to sit at your feet, spending this time with you today, we ask that you please bless them, oh God, with your word. That this word that they've taken into their heart, oh God, will become flesh, and help them maintain the presence of God with them in Jesus' name. Whatever confusion each and every one of us is going through, we ask that you clarify this in Jesus' name. And when you give us the answers, oh God, that good, good understanding to make the right decision, oh God. We will have all costs to praise your name in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you because you are God. When you come in glory, in rapture, or when we go to meet you, oh God, Lord, help us to be found in heaven. We are covered with the blood of Jesus. In Jesus, mighty name, Amen. So, thank you, everybody, for joining. Danielle is here. Amen. Thank amen. Thank you, Ruth. Thank Have you. Have week. You too. Have a blessed week, everybody. Thank
2: you. Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chat room platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode. Podroom.